Hello, 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 and welcome back to Japan Education with your host, me, Lawrence Dennis. I am an English teacher from the United States of America, living and working in Kyoto, Japan, and teaching at a high school,、uh, teaching English at a high school. And this is the podcast where I discuss living and working in Japan, teaching English in Japan, teaching English in general. Um, or anything else that happens to be going on in the world,、uh, as there is a lot going on in the world. And,、um, well, today、uh, I'm, I'm on a, a Britney Spears level of oops, I did it again.、Uh, I missed the Sunday again. And so it's getting to the point where I, I should stop saying, well, I'm a day late, and should start saying, well, I'm going to release the podcast on either Sunday or Monday. <laughs> Uh, today, I am recording on Monday, January 4th,、uh, 2021. And this is the first podcast of 2021. Yes! Welcome to 2021, everyone. It,、uh, it feels good to be here. I mean, actually, it doesn't feel good quite yet.、Uh, so far, it feels largely the same as 2020.、Uh, Donald Trump is still the president, the coronavirus is still raging.、Um, You know, so far, not much has changed, but the promise that 2021 brings with it、uh, still makes me feel like it is just a, a better time than last year was. I hope you all are doing great. I hope you had a wonderful New Year's. For New Year's, I really didn't do much.、Um, Here's the thing is the government of Japan urged people not to travel for the New Year's. Generally in Japan,、uh, and I'll talk about New Year's in Japan in general、uh, more in a moment, but generally people go to travel back to their hometown to be with their families、uh, for New Year's. And the government in, of Japan this year urged people not to travel, not to go back to their hometown because of the coronavirus.、Um, they. Uh, urged businesses, or at least locally here in Kyoto, the local government urged businesses to、uh, close early and to not be open past 9 p.m., which most places complied with.、Um, and even without that rule, like the infection numbers and the number of new cases per day is still generally on the rise here in, in Japan and in Kyoto as well. And so,、um, over the New Year's holiday, like, I didn't go anywhere. I didn't really even go out.、Um, I just didn't really feel like being out much.、Uh, I did take some walks and things, and I was outdoors,、um, but I didn't really see people.、Uh, I did go to one friend's house、uh, one day this past week,、um, but other than that, I haven't really seen many people. Uh, or at least seen friends. Like, I've, I've seen people <laughs> just generally being out and about,、uh, but I haven't really like, interacted face to face with many people over the last,、uh, over the last week. So it, it's been、uh, kind of like a,、um, a lockdown light. It's not really a lockdown. I'm not really in quarantine. Like, I am free to go out and about. Um, but I just don't really feel like it's normal life. It still is not back to normal、um, here as it is、uh, in most places in the world. So,、um, yeah, I'm with you. 
I'm with you all. Like, the, this is a rough time. Uh, in Japan, yeah, because there's no, like, enforced lockdowns and, and the numbers are comparably lower to a lot of places. Um, so, it, uh, you know, it's hard to complain. Like, I, I'm not really complaining. It, it is what it is here. Uh, to, to quote our president, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, but, yeah, um, that's, that's how my week was. It was mostly spent at home. Um, me, just me and my cat. And, uh, you know, that's a good time. I don't mind being at home. I'm, I've actually always kind of been a, uh, sort of a loner. Like, I am someone that is generally pretty comfortable spending time by themselves. I don't really get bored, uh, and I don't really get lonely so much. Like, I enjoy seeing people, of course, but I also don't really feel loneliness after being alone for a long time. Like, I'm pretty comfortable with being my own company. And so, it's been not bad for me. Um, So, let's talk about the New Year's. Generally, like, if you're not familiar with New Year's in Japan, I'll just kind of talk about it in general terms first, and then uh, talk about this year specifically. But, like, generally, in, in Japan, New Year's is, like, the biggest holiday of the year, I want to say. Um, there is one other holiday during summer called Obon, which is kind of uh, another holiday to, um, to like, pay your respects to relatives, to ancestors who have passed away and things like that. And so um, that is also a, a big time for families to get together and, and they, you know, visit the graves of their uh, relatives who have passed and clean up the graves and things like that. Um, but that is obviously uh, a bit more of a somber affair. Um, whereas New Year's is much more of like a, a big celebration. And, um, and so New Year's, I, I think, is probably the biggest holiday of the year for Japanese people, for the Japanese culture. Um, it, it's really a huge event. And so, um, but it, it is not, um, it's not quite the same as what I am used to in the United States, where it's like a big time for people to go, go out and party, go to, you know, uh, either go to people's houses and party or go out to bars or wherever and, and, you know, have big, these big countdown parties or, you know, go to big public places and have these huge uh, mass gatherings of people. Uh, where you you count down the new year and there's fireworks and big things like that. That's not quite what it's like here in Japan. It is a big holiday, but it's a holiday for families. Um, it is kind of it's it's in a lot of ways kind of like Christmas uh, in the United States, where it's a time for families to um, to come together. Generally, people go back to their hometown. As I said earlier, uh, people will go and eat and gather together at like their grandparents' house, for example. Or you know, uh, they'll, they'll all the relatives will will meet together uh, in their hometown and and have a big, uh, you know, actually several big feasts probably. Um, there there are certain foods that are eaten, like there's you know toshikoshi soba, which is like a you know you eat soba on New Year's Eve to, um, it's like the dish that you eat to transition into the next year. Uh, there's, uh, osechi ryori, 
uh, which is like a, uh, it's hard to explain. It's like a big dish of uh, several smaller dishes. It's kind of like, um, you know, the Japanese equivalent of dim sum or tapas. It's like a, a big, uh, it usually comes in like a big bento box kind of thing, like a big box with di different little compartments in it. Uh, that will have all of these tiny dishes and they're just like each little food has its own kind of meaning like you eat uh, I, I don't actually know this so I'm just like I'll either just be making something up but like uh, like you eat like octopus for good uh, healthy lungs or something like that. you know uh, I totally made that up but like there, there are specific foods that people eat for specific like blessings to their health or to their or for good luck in their business or whatever um every every food every little dish inside the osechi food has some meaning attached to it um i did not eat any this year i did have some last year i had some osechi last year uh this year i didn't have any i'm actually not a big fan of it it's the kind of uh, food that I, I really don't like very much. It's the um, kind of uh, traditional Japanese taste that's like very heavy on um, miso and and soy and umami, that kind of um, what my friend would call just the taste of brown, <laughs> which, you know, is actually kind of very accurate. <laughs> uh, but uh, it, it's you know, some people love it, I don't, and so, um, it is, yeah, so I didn't have any this year, um, there's also some other dishes, there's things like ozoni, and there's mochi, there's, there's all kinds of foods that are attached to, uh, the New Year's celebration, and New Year's celebration, uh, typically lasts for, like, three or four days, like, um, it's a national holiday officially, I think, for three days, I think from January 1st to January 3rd, perhaps, is, like, official, Japanese national holiday uh, but even beyond that like most businesses or like companies and things like that uh, people take uh, a holiday from like probably uh, December 30th or 31st until January 5th uh, or thereabouts um, so like it, it is uh, I mean everyone is on vacation in the entire country and everyone um, generally goes back to their hometowns however as i said earlier the the government urged people to not travel uh, same as in what happened in the united states this year for thanksgiving and christmas it's like government urging people um not to well not everyone in the government urging people but several people in the government asking people to not travel and to not go home for, you know just to try and just resist for just this year like just hold back and just hunker down um, so as not to, you know, uh, unnecessarily spread the virus even more. Um, and here in Japan, I don't know how much that government urging actually had an effect. I, uh, I haven't seen any kind of, like, numbers or any data, uh, but I do think it did have a, uh, somewhat of an effect. I think, well, judging by the fact that, that, uh, a lot of, uh, like restaurants and bars actually did comply with the the government's request to close early um, like people um, the government doesn't have the right to like force people to do anything 
and force small, you know, private businesses to do anything, like, uh, you know, close early or whatever. Um, so, like, but they don't have the right to force people to stay at home either. Um, like, people are, are free in Japan to do as they please, generally. And so, um, but s- still, like, the fact that businesses closed early and, and complied with that, like, even though, like, this time of year is probably, like, big business for them, <laughs> you know? It's, it's a time when everyone's on vacation, so, like, people go out to eat and drink. Um, although people do eat at home a lot, also, they have their home cooking as well, but, like, still... You know, it is a holiday. Uh, and so, like, f- for despite it being a holiday for businesses to comply with those and ha- uh, with those uh, requests and have limited opening hours, like, that's a pretty significant sign of, like, you know, uh, just people paying attention and, and being compliant generally. So I wouldn't be surprised if the numbers of people traveling back to their home towns, uh, you know, d- domestically, domestic travel, uh, was uh, lower than it usually is uh, for for this holiday. But I don't know. I haven't seen any numbers or anything. Um, but it, it wouldn't surprise me if that was the case. Uh, but anyways, what I did this year um, was actually something I haven't done in in several years, which is I watched Japanese TV. Uh, Japanese TV, I have so many opinions about Japanese TV. But, <laughs> generally, I'm not a fan. I'll just say that outright. Like, generally, I'm not a fan. And I, there are so many different aspects of it to talk about. Like, I could spend several podcasts just talking about what, why I don't like it. You know, things that bother me, things that are annoying, what it is. Like, I could spend so much time talking about it. Um, and maybe I will uh, on another episode, but here I'm, ta- I'm, I'm here to talk about New Year's right now, so I'm not going to focus on that. I'm going to focus on TV and New Year's. Now, in Japan, New Year's holiday being the biggest holiday of the year and it being a holiday where people go back to spend the time with their families and people go home to be at home with their families... And what do families often do when they go home? They sit in front of the TV. And so, New Year's TV uh, is generally and has for a long time been widely viewed as like... Well, first of all, it it is the time of year that they have the most viewership. Like, just in pure numbers, most they, the, more people watch TV on New Year's Eve and, and New Year's Day and, and the, this holiday than any other time of year. It's kind of like the Super Bowl for, for Japan, you know? It is the biggest TV viewership of the year uh, in terms of numbers. Um, but it's also generally, like, regarded by, by people to have, like, the best programs as well because the viewership is so high, like... TV networks will put on their best shows at this time. And uh, so TV will be like... Uh, it will have the best programming of the entire year. Um, so I was just like, you know what? I'm home. I'm not going out. Bars are closed. So I'm, I'm sitting at home. 
celebrating New Year's with my cat, I'm going to turn on Japanese TV and see what's going on. You know, I haven't watched Japanese TV in, seriously, in years. Uh, there, for a while, there used to be, like, one TV show, maybe two TV shows that I would watch uh, nearly every week. Um, like, talk shows, basically, that I would watch every week. Um, and this, but, I, like, we're talking maybe six years ago, um, I would watch these shows. But then, you know, in the last... It, like five years, probably, I have not turned on Japanese TV more than uh, the number of times I could count on my on one hand. Like probably seriously twice uh, that I have turned on Japanese TV to actually watch Japanese TV in the last five years. And so I, I'm really out of touch with uh, what's been going on 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 TV in Japan and uh, what kind of shows are on, what kind of people are on. Um, but <laughs> I will say I turned it on for New Year's and I sat and watched TV for probably a total of like on New Year's Eve I watched probably a total of like seven or eight hours of TV of just Japanese TV flipping through the different programs Not I didn't watch the same program the whole time I was flipping through to different things and Man, nothing has changed. I mean, that's how it feels. It feels like nothing has changed. There were some new faces on TV that I didn't recognize. like, But there were also a lot of faces that I recognized still. Like, tons of people that I have seen on TV hundreds of times before. Um, and, uh, you know, people that I don't remember their names, but I know their faces very well. Um... Uh, but, like, in terms of programming and what kinds of shows they do and and how the shows look and how the shows sound, um, it, nothing has changed. And when I say sound, like, I really mean they sound the same. Like, putting aside the things that people are actually saying, the sounds of the shows, the music that they use in the backgrounds, the sound effects that they use... Uh, and all of that, like, it sounds exactly the same as I remember it sounding five years ago. It's like nothing has changed at all. Um, and, uh, so, I guess I do have to explain kind of generally. Like, I don't really want to go into all of this stuff that I don't like, but just generally, I, I will explain that, like, most TV in Japan, um, of course they have, like, dramatic scripted shows but those are actually uh far fewer than we have in the united states and then like there are in uh, uh, m most other countries i think um, most tv in japan is what is referred to as like variety shows which is just like for the most part it's like there's one set with that's extremely colorful and uh, like lit extremely bright with with um, lots of just wild decorations in the background, but it's it's just one set with a, a panel of people talking about something. Often it's about food, but it, it's uh, just about something in general, um, or like making jokes to each other or whatever. Like it, it's just one set and people talking, a group of people talking. 
that's generally what most TV shows are here uh, in Japan, which is variety shows. And um, so I, I watched some variety shows on New Year's Eve, and, and they, seriously, they haven't changed at all. And I really don't like them. I mean, honestly, like, not to say that they can't be entertaining to some degree. Like, they can be, a bit. But they are generally really uninteresting and um, not good. <laughs> like, not really very entertaining on the whole. Um, that's not to say that they're, they can't have some entertaining parts, uh, but they're really generally um, very, very bad. Uh, okay, I, I don't want to get into that. I, what I, all, all I was trying to say is, like, turning on the TV in a long time was, was just like, man, nothing, re- really, nothing has changed at all. It's, it's wild. Um, so the, uh, I watched a, a couple of variety shows, um, and I watched one, like, kind of famous show that happens every uh, year, which is called Gaki Sky, Gaki no Tsukai Ya or something like that. It's like it's this show uh, that's put on by this uh, you know famous comedy duo um, called Downtown, and they uh, it's these two guys and then their friends, their comedian friends. Also, uh, they get together and they do this kind. They are put through this kind of like long. Um, pointless <laughs> series of situations that are just like ridiculous situations that they are meant to endure without breaking into laughter um, and just and anytime that one of them breaks into laughter they stop the whole thing and a team of uh, dudes with masks with like ski masks on uh, and these like foam, like you know, like swim swim noodles, like the things that you would use to float in a swimming pool, kind of those kinds of things. These like foam sticks, basically. They come in and uh, hit, whack these guys on the ass with them. So anytime they break character or break uh, into laughter, they get whacked on the ass. It's a really really bizarre program it can be funny i mean it is silly it's a silly premise and so it can be funny but like it's not good it's really dumb uh but this is a famous program that happens every year (laughs) uh for new year's eve and then the other really famous program even more so uh, that happens every New Year's Eve is called Kohaku Utagasen, which is like Kohaku means red and white, and Utagasen is like a singing competition. And it's a uh, singing, it's basically a, a concert, it's just a televised concert that happens uh, every New Year's Eve um, from like 7 p.m. until midnight, or just past midnight, I guess, of like kind of all the um, the biggest or the most influential or like um the most trending or um like most famous from like a long time ago like acts that have endured for a long time uh, of like the, it's just tons of of artists um coming onto the show to uh do one song each basically 
Um, it's always like a big deal every year who is going to get chosen to appear on Kohaku, uh, which artists are going to get chosen to appear. It's a big honor for a Japanese artist if you're chosen to, to be on it. And um, yeah, it is, uh, it's a big variety of music. Like there's stuff from like rock to J-pop to like, you know, like bubblegum J-pop to uh, like a really old school uh, Japanese style singing, which is called Enka. Um, like all, all different kinds they had um, baby metal was on this year which is like a, uh, a hybrid of heavy metal music and like Japanese you know teen pop idol kind of style music um, so it's like all kinds of weird weird acts um, or you know some of them's good some of them are good like perfume is quite well known and they were on this year i think they've been on several times um over the last few years or last several years i guess um and uh they're you know I, I don't mind perfume i'm not like a huge fan of them or anything but like they're fine um one band that i do quite like a lot is called uh, tokyo incidents or tokyo jihen in uh, Japanese, um, and they played a song, and it, it was actually the first time I've heard their music in quite a while, but it reminded me how great they are, like, they're a really, genuinely, I think they're a great band, uh, but for the most part, like, it just reminded me how Japanese music generally is not very good, <laughs> and um, I've been thinking about it this week because uh after watching that and i was thinking of, and also like it's been in the news like i've seen things in the news about japanese music versus uh, especially with like k-pop getting bigger and bigger um over the last few years um like why japanese music is just like honestly i not to say that there aren't some good acts uh, like i said tokyo incidents i think is just fantastic like they hold up uh, but like especially pop music like japanese pop music which tokyo incidents is not it is like um jazz rock fusion kind of music but like um uh like japanese pop j-pop is really, I think, objectively bad, especially when compared to, like, K-pop or American pop music. Like, I I don't think you can... I don't think anyone can argue that it's actually, like, good music. It's really not. Um, but I think part of that is by design. I uh, Honestly, I think part... Like, J-pop is not meant to be this like super polished great music it is i think um you know japan has this uh this cultural affinity for what they call wabi-sabi which is like finding beauty in the flaws of things is a big part of that um which is why like if you look at a lot of traditional japanese artwork or like japanese pottery for example um like it's not perfect, right? There's there's flaws in these, like if in like a, a tea bowl, for example. Like it's not perfectly made, uh, but they they find the beauty in that. Um, and like I think that's a a nice 
cultural touchstone like for some things i don't think it works for music <laughs> to at least to the to the way that they do it like honestly um i think the especially if you look at like idol groups uh like girl groups and, and boy bands and and these kinds of like uh, idol like bubblegum pop kind of things like uh, groups like for example Arashi uh, which actually is like it's like the biggest boy band in Japanese history and they are just uh, taking a hiatus now like they this uh, this year's uh, Kohaku Utagasen was the last time they are going to appear they're, t- they're going on hiatus and they're they're breaking so that they can uh, all the members can go off and do their own things but they've been around for forever and um uh, like they are not their music is not good i mean it's fine but it's not good there's there's flaws in it and all of these boy bands you know um if if you're familiar with it like smap and uh tokyo and exile and all of these groups like there are some good singers in there but they're also like there are also bad singers in there and uh, part of it is like they're not. You you see it especially in in the girl groups, like the girl idol groups, like um, AKB or, or what have you, where they really don't sing well. <laughs> they really don't, and that is by design. Like they are marketed for their personalities. They're marketed for the, the people that make up the groups, not for the music. Um, and it's it's meant to foster this feeling of kind of uh, ownership and uh, almost like a and this is for like the for the girl groups I think they're marketed in a way that it's meant to foster like a paternal kind of feeling towards these girls which is really weird um, uh, I mean particularly among male fans which are typically like the biggest demographic of male fans for these girl groups is middle-aged men um and so like uh among yeah so like it's it's meant to foster this feeling of like yeah paternal ownership over these girls which like there's so many problems with it i don't i'm not here to get into that now uh i just want to talk about the music itself really uh like basically my point is Japanese pop groups are are not meant to make great music. They're not that's not their purpose. And that's that's by design. And so like I guess that I mean yeah, there was actually an uh an article last year at some point last year by a um and a guy who is in a boy band in Japan or was in a boy band maybe uh, but basically a, like a one of these teen idols a, a boy um, who wrote about how like the um, you know J-pop is really not popular anywhere outside of Japan precisely because of this like especially and i think in the article he compared specifically to k-pop and how k-pop is blowing up everywhere and like k-pop if you look at k-pop versus j-pop like 
for one thing, these companies, like they are similar in the business structure in that like both of these have like these um, agencies that produce groups. They, they train groups and, and build them up and then produce them and put them out as this like package um, in both industries, in both J-pop and K-pop. But like one of the big differences is just the amount of time spent preparing these groups for their you know, quote, de debut into the world. Um, like, K-pop groups will train uh, artists for, like, years before they are ready to be put out into the world. Like, they polish these groups and to make these, like, perfectly produced packages of people. Um, whereas J-pop, they will train people for a couple of months. Like these J-pop businesses will, they don't train these people for more than a couple of months, really, uh, before they are produced and put out into the world. They do auditions, they do a few months of training, and then they're they're ready to go. That's it. Because they don't really care about how good they are at singing and dancing. It's not about them being perfect. Um, it's really just about uh, the personalities and, and the characters and um, making the audience feel like they uh, are invested in the people more so than the actual music, more so than a, a, you know, enjoying the music at all. Which K-pop does the same thing, to be fair. K-pop uh, uh, businesses and K-pop agencies do the same thing where they also do... Uh, put an emphasis on the people as well, but that is in addition to having like really good music and really good singers and dancers, like these like seriously, seriously talented people <laughs> who at the same time are also then promoted for their personalities as well and for their, you know, characters. Uh, and then the other thing is like they also especially now these days like they k-pop includes people of from like many different backgrounds and um people from different places in the world as well um not just korean people you know people who have uh english ability <laughs> more so as well whereas like japan j-pop groups do not really do that um japanese audiences are very very um how can i say this in a way that is not offensive <laughs> they are very very proud of their japanese-ness and uh very unaccepting not unaccepting but just not as interested in foreign talent they're really not, and they're they're much more interested in how a Japanese person can then go on to show the positive points of Japan as a nation. Like they love that kind of stuff. Any any kind of thing where like a Japanese person does something that reemphasizes something that is great about Japan, and they eat that shit up. Uh, and so, um, J-pop groups are really, on the whole, 
That's not to say they are completely exclusive, but they are really not very uh, inclusive of people who are not Japanese. Um, and then the, the groups that are inclusive are just not as popular. <laughs> like, they just don't do as well. And, uh, you know, I don't have any facts to back this up, but I will say it is likely because they're not totally 100% Japanese. And Japanese audiences just are not as interested in groups that are not 100% Japanese. Sorry. That's just the way it is. Uh, anyways, how did I get on this tangent? <laughs> I was talking about TV. I was talking about the Kohaku TV show. Uh, and it just, yeah, it just reminded me how, um, on the whole, Japanese music is really not very good. Uh, there are some good things. There are some good groups, and there are some good things. But generally, it's not very good. Man, uh, I don't mean to bash it, but yeah, it's just not. Uh, so what else? Um, yeah, I, I watched that on New Year's Eve. Um, I had Twitter open at the same time and was kind of watching the the live tweets in response to whatever was happening on TV, which was kind of fun, to be honest. I haven't used Twitter in a long time. Um, as I have mentioned on this show, like I have a Twitter account that I, I used to use, not regularly. I, even when I used to use it, I didn't use it very regularly at all. Uh, but I used to use it every once in a while. Um, but for the last, like, I don't know, five or six years, I also wasn't using Twitter at all. Um, but I just decided actually there there is a specific reason why i why i started using twitter again which is because i discovered that the crossword puzzle community has a big presence on twitter um and so i was just like well dang uh i love crosswords i really want to be plugged into that community and so um i opened up twitter and i started using twitter again and um I like i don't know I'm still not crazy about Twitter on the whole, but it is nice to to be plugged into the crossword community. And it there's also a big like uh, community of foreign people who live in Japan uh, and talk about like life in Japan on Twitter, uh, and that's kind of cool to be plugged into as well. So um, yeah, I don't know. I'm enjoying following along. At least I ha I still haven't tweeted much. Uh, but I am enjoying following along and, and seeing people, seeing what people write. Um, so I am back on Twitter a bit, I guess. Uh, we'll see how long that lasts. Big things for the new year, for me. Um, I just canceled my Netflix and Disney Plus memberships. They're, they're, I'm done with them. I'm at like, to be honest even during this vacation like i've spent a lot of time at home and i have not watched that much uh programming e e on either disney plus or netflix uh disney plus i will probably rejoin when mandalorian season three comes out and when all those new star wars shows come out uh towards the end of of this year uh but for now i'm done with it and for now i'm done with netflix um there's just 
there's too many other things I want to do with my time, and um, I don't really get enough satisfaction out of watching those programs. Like, there's some good stuff uh, and things that I will be missing out on, but, like, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I have been reading more. I have been studying Japanese more. Uh, I've just, I've been writing more as well, which I uh, haven't done in a while. Uh, I started writing poems just out of nowhere. I just kind of, actually, I read some poems and I was like, man, poetry's great. I should, I'm going to try writing some. And I started writing some poems. Um, yeah, I don't know. It feels good. I, I don't know what I'm going to do with this writing. But uh, for now, it's just for me. It's just, I'm just keeping it to myself. Uh, if I do ever put it out online or out in the world, I will let you know. But uh, for now, it's just for me. It's, I'm keeping it private. Um, I got out my camera that I haven't used in ages. And I'm, I'm going to maybe start to take some photos again, which I haven't done in a while. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to... Uh, I, I've started um, recording my solves of the New York Times crossword and talking it through as I solve it. And I've been putting those videos up on YouTube at um, a channel called Puzzle With Me. And so if you're interested in, in following along as I do the New York Times crosswords or um, a few other puzzles... Um, if I, if I do other puzzles as well, um, go and check out Puzzle With Me. But other than that, uh, um, I'm just, tr I'm still trying to kind of figure out what I want to accomplish in this new year, what I want to do for this new year. Um, I, I try to make concrete goals. I try not to make like abstract goals. Like I just want to study Japanese more. Like I, I, I try to make something more concrete. Like I want to learn this many kanji or something, you know, something more specific. Um, but I still haven't quite figured out what those goals are, uh, for me. So we'll see. And that's it. That's all I wanted to talk about this week. It's just, you know, new year, new stuff going on, saying goodbye to some old things. Um, oh, I cleaned this week. I cleaned my house. I mean, not totally. It's still, there's more cleaning that still needs to be done. But I did clean. Um, and uh, especially, I cleaned my kitchen, which has been a mess for ages. And I have not cooked in my kitchen for, I didn't cook in my kitchen one time in 2020 aside from using the microwave uh, but aside from the microwave like my stove was not used a single time in 2020 however i just cooked my lunch and dinner today so i give myself a pat on the back i feel good about it i've got leftovers for tomorrow um yeah uh i don't know if this is going to be a regular thing i will see if i stick with it I still really dislike cooking. I still really do not enjoy it. But I'm going to try and find a way to make it less painful for me <laughs> uh, so that I can continue to cook. Because I think it is, um, if nothing else, it is healthier for me to be cooking and eating at, uh, at home and eating home-cooked meals. Um, so even though I don't enjoy cooking, 
I think it is healthier and better for me. Um, so uh, I'm gonna try and figure out what, how I can make it easier and easier for me to cook so that I stick with it and don't give up on that. Um, if you have any suggestions for me for cooking, please let me know. Please reach out to me. You can reach me. Uh, I guess you can reach me on Twitter now um, or on Instagram. Uh, Instagram is probably better because I look at that a bit more often. But uh, my handle is the same for both Twitter and Instagram. It is at Lawrence Dennis, L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E-D-E-N-E-S. You can see the spelling in the thumbnail for this podcast. And, well, that's all. I hope you all had a wonderful New Year's. And I really hope that 2021 will be just a better year for all of us. I am, I am very hopeful that it will be. I am very optimistic that it will be. And um, I love you guys. Thanks so much for listening in again today. And I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>